to episode 19 of Forward the Hamlet. My name's Hugo Greenhouch. And I'm Ben Sibley. This week we have an interview with new Dulwich signing Joey the Tank Benjamin. It's like the Hampton Richmond. Uh, someone called me the Tank on the supporters, just bullying people. And yeah, I just use my body well. I'm a strong boy, but usually good at it. They still we engage in a two-on-two with Phil Wilson and Harry Ottaway in the boardroom. Just sort of had a bit of an eye out now, and we just sort of needed the momentum, and we all pulled together and kicked on, really. So, yeah, the team talk before the game was pretty much you've got to win today. Yeah, that was it, there was nothing more to say. And we also chat to Peckham Town FC founder Brian Hall. But yeah, I didn't think that it was going to go as good as it did because it was, you know, in the beginning, I struggled for funding and all these kind of things, and there's times when I, I had to um, sell my own car. But first up, here's Joe Benjamin after the Enfield victory. How are you finding your time at Dulwich so far? Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, staff's really good. Gavin, Junior and Kev, really good. I know I like the boys from before anyway. Uh, good team spirit. It's like a really run, uh, club's been running well, so it's a big, yeah, it's a big one. Probably the best clubs I've been at in the league. I've been enjoying my time, yeah. And uh, you moved from Bury. Mm. What was your time like at Bury? Did you enjoy uh, Bury was <coughs> Bury was good. Uh, I think Berry's a situation where it's quite hard. They, they're quite, a, they're not a small club, but the budget's not really big, and it's hard to get London boys. So, for me and my cousin that was there, it was quite hard to get up to training and stuff. And I think they just didn't really have the budget to stay in the league. That's what I feel. But they're a good club. We've got the manager's a good manager, and yeah, I think I think they'll come back up next year. To be honest, they're a good team. Yeah, they're a good team. And you're holding a, an award that you've just received for Man of the Match on your debut for Dulwich. Yeah, yeah it's good. How do you feel you've been playing for Dulwich so far? <laughs> yeah, well, my, I, I, well, East Fork, I think I played well, uh, involved in both the penalties. Hold up play was good. I think Wingate, for the standards that I set for myself and Gav has as me, wasn't really good enough, which is, I can admit, do you know what I mean? It wasn't very really good that game. But today I come on, I think I was a problem today, nearly scored. And I think, yeah, my goal is coming, so I've just got to keep pushing. I'm worried, if I'm not scoring, I'm always going to be a threat holding up the ball or putting defenders off and bringing people into play so you know what yeah it's going to get better um, What's your background you've been at a few professional clubs yeah Yeah, I was at uh, Northampton for a bit went to conference after that uh, a few trials uh, Charlton places like that but yeah it's, I've played at Northampton in my debut young played at front and back and firma. he taught me a lot of what I know to be honest and yeah that's and Akinfenwa the beast mm. you're the tank <laughs> what's that one about <laughs> yeah well it started at uh, it started at Hampton and Richmond. Uh, someone called me a tank on supporters, just bullying people. And yeah, I just used my body well. I'm a strong boy, but usually good at it. They still because I trained a lot back in Fairmont for two years at Northampton. I just saw how he used his body and try to use my body like that. But I still feel like I've got a bit. I can go past people as well when I have to. Yeah. So you've come in primarily as a striker. Yeah. Do you feel like you can play in other positions, or are you? Just yeah. Well, to think, Gav seen me a few times on the wing. But he likes me as a striker. Even if he put me left back, I'll still give him my all, just being out there on the pitch. And we've got a good chance of going up, and just being part of it. It's not going to take 11 players or 12 players, it's going to take 16, 17 players because there's injuries, suspensions, and the only way to get up is to have a good squad. 
Gavin said he was after you for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to Gavin in the summer. And I, was, I was probably going to come down and sign. I got a call from Farm and the Conference South. They made me an offer that I couldn't really refuse. It was a mistake, to be honest. And even clubs in Conference South compared to Dulwich and support, the fans, the way it's run, even to things like the training. I said to, like, I said to Gav, I said, the boys are lucky because you go to a lot of clubs in non-league, the facilities, the training, the training sessions that we have, it's a lot like a pro club. So, yeah, we're very lucky here to the staff we've got and what we do. It's a good club. Was it difficult from Berry, who'd had a difficult season already, to then come into a team that was going for no, a different No, at Berry, I, I think the fans would say as well, I was... I played good for Berry and I enjoyed it. Like I played up front of myself a lot. Didn't score that much goals, but my hold up played. But it's hard getting the ball and no one's really around you. But coming to Dutch, I find it so much e- not easier, but it's so much quality players. People that actually crew D Max injured. That like, he's like I played him a foot front, but he's quality. Like he's one of the best players in non-league. We've got squad-wise, we've probably got the best squad in this league. Now we've got to prove we can get out of it. That's the only thing we can do. And you, you say sometimes you play up front on your own. Sometimes you've been paired with Harry Alway. What's that like playing with Yeah, them? I think well, me and Harry Alway could work. I think, to be fair, Gaz picking the systems to go and win the games that he's got in front of him. And when the chances for me and Harry up front, I think would be all right. But this, today's system works well. Harry played excellent up front and works his socks off. And you can't complain. You need competition for places, otherwise you can't perform at your best. Today's performance, 2-1 win against Enfield, was a massive, massive improvement result. over yeah. recent games. Yeah. And it was a lot like the beginning of the season where you still attack teams in the first 15 mm. or 20 minutes and just blow them away. Yeah. Do you think we'll make the playoffs? 100% we'll make the playoffs. It's, it's down to us in our shoes. I think after last year's disappointment as a club, the hunger's, the hunger's different. I think Gaff keeps on his toes, keeps pushing us, what's the best from us. And I feel like if we don't make the playoffs, that's our own fault because the players we've got at our disposal is... We should 100% make the playoffs, especially after today's performance. A few big games coming up, it doesn't take a big effort, but I think we can do it, yeah. You mentioned then last season's disappointment. Is that spoken about quite a lot? Do you know, no, I, I haven't, it hasn't been mentioned since I've been there. Stuff that you can do about the past, only the future. So we've just, I just think the boys have moved on. And obviously that has probably made them more hungry to uh, push on this year. Rather than, you can't look it back and do it. It just makes you more hungry to improve on last year. So the atmosphere is still positive? Oh yeah, change room is good. Change room is good. There's no bickering, everyone gets on. It's a good bit of banter. You can tell it's warm-up actually. Like warming up today, you can tell. It's yeah, it's good, right. it's good, it's good. Obviously I like a bit of banter. People probably tell you, we just, we just get on with it. And have, you, same uh, to be. have you seen the flag that a supporter's made? I don't no. know if you've seen it. No. The game after you joined, between the, your first game and the second game, yeah. a supporter actually made a flag that was it's a blue background with a pink tank. Right in the middle of the flag. <laughs> no, that's decent. I haven't seen you it. No. The second game you ever I want played. to see it. Yeah, I want to see it. Already, yeah, yeah. I want to see it. That's Keep good. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. It's good. I love all that coming on. Like, even though I had a good chance, I went past someone and just shot. The fans screaming, "Tank, tank!" It just keeps you, keeps you positive. And the fans can that can really push us to get up this year. A lot of clubs haven't got that. And when the fans are making the noise and you come in, it's not a nice place to come. So even the way the way support's been great, even I noticed at Wingate and all that is that's the only way to get out of this league. Shouldn't have been this league too good to be honest. With Dulwich's recent upturn in form, we thought we'd chat to two of the elder statesmen of the team to get their perspectives. Right, so we just beat in Enfield 2-1. First win in eight games, must feel good. Oh, yeah, definitely. excellent. Yeah, yeah great a little bit of relief. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can kick on now to the end. Yeah. What was different about today? I think everyone really pulled together today. We all knew we needed a win. And uh, I think we've just sort of had a bit of an eye out now and we just sort of needed the momentum and we all pulled together and kicked on, really. So, yeah, the team talk before the game was pretty much you've got to win today. Yeah, that was it. There was nothing more to say. We knew that three points today. There was nothing, nothing less was acceptable. Yeah, enough's enough. Pull together and that's it. 
really together as a team. And over the past couple of months, Harry, you've been in and out of the team. Yeah. You've been starting a few games. You came back from injury really strongly and scored quite a few goals. Has it been a difficult period for you? or? Um, I think fitness has been a massive thing for me. Um, coming back midway through the season and just sort of jumping in. I mean, Gav, Gav fed me in nicely. Um, be nice to have a pre-season, but at the end of the day, I'll, my main focus this season is just to get promoted. I worry about myself next season, so as long as the team gets promoted, I don't care what happens. They so. do say that when players come back from injury, those first, first couple of games, even if you're not match fit, you're playing a lot of time on adrenaline. Yeah. Do you think that was the case? It might have been, it might have been, but um, hopefully now, being left out of the team gives me a bit of respite and whatnot. I mean, I played full 90 on Saturday, I played 70 today, so hopefully now my fitness can sort of kick on and maybe the last few games pull us through. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It must be a good feeling to be part of the starting lineup when today's performance, especially for the first half an hour, was probably the best for about eight weeks at least. Yeah. No, do you definitely. think it was? Do you think there was something? Can you put your finger on something different today, or? I think I think as a squad, not just the starting eleven. I think as a squad, we have all pulled together. We've all um, we've all sort of analysed ourselves, accepted it, and just kicked on from it. Really, just had to accept our good and bad points and just focus on the good ones. And um, I think everyone's sort of heading in a positive direction. I think we've had to, we've taken things back to basics a little bit as well. Um, <clears throat> kind of when confidence is low, you need to be doing the the simple stuff right and, mm. and playing percentage football a little bit more than perhaps um, we'd like to and, and, and people are used to with us um, but I think this time of the season you, you kind of sacrifice kind of worried about playing well and, and looking good over over the three points yeah. and, and gaining the victories that's what's important this time of the season so I think we've had to adapt how we play and, and it's possibly a little bit more direct and than what we'd like, but it's got to be it's got to be that till the end of the season. Um, so yeah, got a new centre back in front of you, Matt Drage. Yeah, what's he been like? Uh, I think he's been outstanding since he's come in. Um, I think he's even he was probably the only positive to come out of uh, the uh, Wingate game a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's he's kind of come in straight away. Uh, I think he played one friendly before coming in, and, and kind of had had impact in the dressing room as well. He's not he's not someone who's quiet. He's, he's quite chatty in there. Um, he doesn't mind to say what needs to be said to people if they're not doing the right things on the pitch. Um, <coughs> and I think he's read the game particularly well. Uh, his distribution's been very good as well. So I'm, yeah, I'm happy with him. He's done well. And just having that height advantage as well in the centre of defence. Yeah. Terrell, obviously, Terrell's a great defender, but having that extra couple of inches at set pieces, especially, has got to help. Yeah, I mean, I think I think maybe going forward um, in that sense, it definitely helps. Um, I mean, I'd, I wouldn't say there's, there's much in it between the two of them, uh, Matt and Forbesy. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the moment, Matt's in there, so he's 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 making that shirt his own, and difficult for Forbesy to get back in. You had that terrible injury a couple of weeks ago when I think you were down on the pitch about eight or nine minutes. Yeah. And uh, what was the actual injury you? It's a broken then? nose. It's broken nose. Yeah. So yeah, was yeah, it so reset or? Uh, no, it, I don't think it needs resetting. Um, it's not made me any more uglier than I was already. So still sporting two nice it black eyes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, the panda eyes. I've apparently, I've got this for another couple of weeks. So. Yeah, but it's the summer term at school, so I can get the, the sunglasses out. <laughs> <laughs>
Harry, you were winning a lot of the long balls today and bringing in the wingers more. It's obviously, like, must be good to have nippy players around you. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's nice that the whole the whole team, the whole squad are good players. So don't, everyone's like for like. So it doesn't really matter who's on the pitch. They all sort of adapt to it. Um, but yeah, they make my headers look good. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good for me. It's a win-win. And it's uh, Hendon coming up on Saturday. Huge game. What do you think? Yeah, it comes to be. Do you think we're going to get three points? Definitely. I don't. I don't think. I don't see any reason why we can't. We just have to go in with the same mentality as we have done over training and and, and today, and especially over the weekend. Um, and yeah, he says we can't go there and get three points. Yeah, I mean, I think it was disappointing not to come away with three points on Saturday. But both both performances have been gritty defensively, which we haven't been um, in the last few months. We've, we've shipped in far too many goals. Um, so, so that to have that side of things back is something to build on. And I think our form generally against the, <coughs> the top teams this year has been really good. So, I'm more than confident we can go there and, uh, and get a result definitely. You mentioned those defensive errors, and it seems like it must be frustrating in training. You're working, and surely, like defensively, you look quite strong. And then in a game, it's just individual errors. Like there was a game a couple of weeks ago, and it was. I think it was the historic game, actually. Yeah, every it was, single goal it was, was I think the two, Yeah, yeah, certainly the first two. Don't remember much about the last goal. Um, You're unconscious, were yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the first two, especially. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult as well because the players that make those mistakes know straight away um, that that they are their errors, and, and so it, it can be a bit frustrating. But then, it, I mean, Ethan, for example, has been a rock for for the whole season, so you can kind of forgive him for the occasional error and you know it's not something that's going to happen week in, week out with him. Mm-hmm. You two probably two of the more experienced players in the team. What what can you say to the, the younger guys to sort of make sure they keep their, their heads level in this running? Um, I think well, I think that's it. I think it is just ensuring that everyone in the dressing room keeps a level head. So we, we've got a result today. We can't get carried away because we've, we've got to do that four more times for this result to mean anything. Um, and it's the same with any of those results, good results we've had this season, is that actually they only count at the end of the season if, if we're in the mix of the playoffs um, and, and challenging for promotion. So it's, it's just keeping people level-headed, I think, from now. I think just to reiterate what um, Gavin and Junior say in the dressing room is just mm-hmm. make sure them boys are confident and believe in their ability and to go out there and express themselves. Um, so, yeah. I remember watching you just talking about your injury when you were still injured and not back and you'd take part in the warm-up slightly or you'd be on the pitch peeing a few shots at goal and I used to see you doing it and think it must be so hard to go out on the pitch before the game be kind of involved with it and be on the pitch with all the lads and then just go and sit in the stand something was it a really tough period? Oh yeah massively but just to be in and around the lads and be a part of the team still and still made to feel part of the team by the players and the management was enough for me but, um, yeah, it did get frustrating, but all good things come to those who wait, I suppose. So I've sat my time out now, I think. <laughs> and both of you are pretty sharp dressers today. Uh, um, both looking pretty good. Harry wins today. Harry especially. Harry's sitting here in a, a duck egg blue waistcoat uh, or cardigan with a blue tie and matching, matching blue socks. socks yeah, yeah. Matching socks. Is it something you pride yourself on? You obviously enjoy fashion. In all, I, I do like clothes. I like clothes. I don't spend my money on anything else. I've, and, I, and I'm careful with bits I buy. So if I buy a pair of socks, I'm happy. Um, 
If I know they're the same colour as something I've got, I'm happy. How much would you spend on a pair of socks? Oh no! Listen, it could be it could be a fifty p pair of socks. If it's something I need or something I want, and I find it, I'll be happy, bunny, for a week. Everyone needs stuck in blue socks. Don't <laughs> <laughs> who, who else are the sharp dresses in the in the team? I think everyone's got their own. Quite dress a few, sense. actually. Yeah, they've all they've all got their own dress sense. Um, so yeah, I think everyone's each to their own, isn't they? Yeah, well, Benji's white on white today. Was <laughs> white tie, white shirt, was it? Ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> or cream tie, maybe. I didn't look too white on the shirt, so... <laughs> yeah, each said it, Last week, a few Dulwich fans headed down to Peckham Town FC to take in a league game, and I spoke to club founder Brian Hall. It's a Thursday evening, we're here at Southwark Sports Ground, which is nestled just in between uh, Dulwich Golf Club and Dulwich Park. I'm here with Brian Hall of Peckham Town FC. Brian, do you want to introduce yourself? Maybe mention the story you first told me when I first came down here late last year. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm Brian Hall. I um, founded this club in 1982 um, as a as a youngster. I wanted to build a club um, for the boys of Peckham to 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 play their games. You know, a lot of the boys in Peckham play for sides like Elton Town, way out of the area. So I wanted to do something nearer. You know, so I decided to build a side. We started on an estate down the old Kent Road, um, <laughs> and it was literally just you to begin with. Yeah, it was just me. I had this idea. I read, I read somewhere that in England, at the heart of every town, there's a football club. I thought, you know, why, why ain't we got a football club in this town? So I decided to build a side for the town. You know, what was the first thing you had to do? Well. I went out and I put, I put out an A4 piece of paper on a tree on Peckham Rye Common <laughs> asking for players to come along, my own age group, and four kids turned up. <laughs> um, from them four kids, uh, I remember a big lad coming along, looked at it, read it, and ripped it up. <laughs> I picked it up, put it all back, taped it all back, and put it on the tree, and that tree's still there, bottom of Barry Road and Peckham Rye and <laughs> that's where we started you know so 33 years later 21 teams girls football disabled football senior boys senior adults you know so the dream it can work did you ever think 33 years on you'd have all those teams you'd still be here playing football coaching football I, I, I'm a football mad through and through I live and dream football you know, so um, anyone that knows me will tell you, always got a bag of balls on my back. You know, but yeah, I didn't think that it was going to go as good as it did because it was, you know, in the beginning I struggled for funding and all these kind of things, and there's times when I, I had to um, sell my own car and things like that to keep it going. You know, do you still struggle for funding now? No, no, we're well supported now. Clubs, the club is um, attracting good uh, sponsors from around the way. We've got our main sponsors, Eaton Green, who's an estate agency. Um, we've got McDonald's, who, McDonald's Peckham sponsoring us. We've got quite a few sponsors. It seems to be going pretty well. Behind you is what looks like a half-finished pitch. Half-finished pitch, it's just mud at the moment. What's, what's going on there? Well, we've been given some money to um, do the pitch up at last. Um, 
As you know, Dulwich historically has always been soft. A lot of rain retains water. Three months of the year, this place is unplayable. So been moaning to the FA, trying to get funding for that, and they finally um, supported us on that. And we've been given 200 grand to do it. So <coughs> 200 grand? Yeah, so we're going to do put in a lovely pitch, hard standing, stands, everything, all getting it. Sounds like we're going to have to come down and make some noise during Peckham Town games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hope so. Hope so, because you guys bring some good noise to the club. You know. What about, is there any links with Dulwich, Hamlet? Well, I'd like to be. I'd like there to be, because they're our local side. And I know Gavin and all those boys. You know, we used to... The reserves used to play out of here. And because the pitches weren't good enough for them, so they kind of moved on, you know. But obviously it's going to be a lovely venue, so we might have to do something else in the future with Dulwich again. Happy to do work with them. Come down for a friendly or two? Yeah, yeah, oh, mate, that would be that would be something. They peck on plays Dulwich. <laughs> when we came down here before, you played was it Enfield under-21s in the London yeah, Senior Cup. Yeah, you were much the better team. Yeah, we done Shows the progress. Well, the chairman of Enfield Town came to me afterwards and he said he said look your your club could easily sit at steps step five which is you know where the under 21 sit so what step are Peckham at the moment step seven I said oh you're sitting step seven step five no problems and that is a problem for us because obviously we play step seven we can't we can't keep our players you know the better players as they sh- shine Step sevens can't keep step five players. Have any of those players gone on to Dulwich? Um, not, not to my knowledge. What's the most recent destination for your better players? You lost quite a few last summer, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we lost a lot. We lost eight last year. <laughs> eight. eight? Yeah, went off to play all different Ryman's clubs and whatnot. I'm surprised many of them didn't um, end up at Hamlet. Um, a lot of scouts down there obviously yeah we, we, we get a lot of scouts a lot of agents coming around buzzing around the place I've had to put a sign at the front gate you've seen that sign yeah we it. saw it when we came in you know it says you have to ask permission yeah because they just come in and cherry pick the lads you know got a couple of boys here that played you know conference south and whatnot, playing out there they shouldn't be playing with us really they should be playing with sides like Dulwich and that you know but they've been here forever they've been through the system that we've got going penalty now for Peckham <laughs> penalty's just been given for Peckham did you see it yeah 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 what happened was it a penalty bit of a bit of a industrial bit of defending there who's taking it is it the star striker nah nah I'm, I'm not sure who's going to take it no no doubt with Peckham all of them will fly around the ball <laughs> It's fully deserved. Peckham have been much the better team for the whole game, as is the case whenever we come down, actually. Yeah, we, we try to play play the, the correct way, which is on the floor, you know. Fast football on the floor. No, Don't force it. Try and, you know, try and get the game flowing your way rather than changing it to suit the players that you're playing. We play our way all the time, relentless. Um, so yeah it's obviously having results losing eight players in one summer yeah yeah um, I just got offered a job coaching abroad as well 
funny enough. Whereabouts? In Greece, of all places. Somewhere where the money ain't good. <laughs> Is that the only reason you didn't go? No, no, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm not sure what's going to happen, you know. They, they want me. Oh, well done, Troy. Penalty buried by the striker. One all Peckham. So you're not heading to Greece? I'm, I don't know, I doubt it. I've got a lot going on here. I've got a lot going on. Plus, I, you know, I oversee a lot here, so... So, yeah, you found the club, and then after that, what, do you take on some coaching? Managing? Yeah, I coach, I manage, I, I'm the groundsman, I'm the doctor, I'm the lawyer. Fetch the stray balls. I do all the stray balls, you know, I'm the peacekeeper, everything. <laughs> but you need... You need people like me in, the, in these type of football clubs, and we've got lots of people like yourself here. We've got a hell of a lot of volunteers that want to do something for the club for nothing, and that's what you need. You know, I guess you guys have that at Hamlet as well. That's why when you come down to Hamlet's level and this level as well, it's such a different world to yeah. Premier League football and to League football because it's more of a community of people. People give up their free time, yeah. and a perfect example. I mean, you've given up. You know, the last however many years of your free time and it's that's not the big difference is and that's why every day after work every single day after work whether it rains suns or shines I'm here doing something <laughs> and how important is Peckham Town to your life it's massive it's massive I love football as I said ever since you know I came to this country I, I've, I've been into football you know very important part of my life and what's next so you've got the new pitch being built with the facilities as well from the grant well, you've got. what we want to do is um, continue to develop our youngsters and we plan to use the youngsters as part of our first team system next, next season starting we've got a programme in place to do that um, slowly incorporate one or two youngsters into this side and then um, we'll see how far we can go up the, the rankings, you know. Once it's done, once the stands are in, the lights are in, the s- we'll, we'll, we'll try and see how far we can go. I'm not planning anything because it took me 33 years to get to this. <laughs> Hope it don't take another 33 years. We'll look forward to the day that Dulwich <laughs> play Peckham in the league. Can you believe that day? Can you believe it? <laughs> ben, I was away in the north last weekend. You were in North London. How was the Hendon game? It was a continuation of the Enfield game. Uh, Dulwich played extremely well again, I thought, for, for patches at least. It was the same lineup that beat Enfield a week earlier. Um, that midfield three was back Carew, Vidal, and Dixon. Same wingers, same defensive lineup, and Harry Otway up front. We did start off very strongly, um, but the game. Changed after about 20-25 minutes when a Hendon player side down Luke Guanadio. It was a disgusting challenge. Really bad challenge. Very high, very late, and it was a straight red card um, for the rest of the half. Even though not dominating play, Dulwich were very comfortable and definitely had the better of the chances. And then uh, it wasn't long into the second half, actually, maybe five or ten minutes, and Dow found a bit of space just inside the box, and he curled an arced finish over the keeper's right hand right into the top corner. And uh, it was definitely deserved. And then after that, it all went a bit pear-shaped, to be honest. And memories of the past couple of months came flooding back. 
all too quickly and Harry Ottaway doing a good job tracking a man back down the left wing mistimed his sliding tackle as the player moved into the box just about to get a cross in and brought brought him down and uh, penalty was dispatched absolutely belted in off the crossbar actually and that made it one all and then about 10 minutes from the end a free header in the box which again harks back to some games over the past couple of months completely free header even with you know, 11 men against 10 it, um, it means that two players weren't marking there was one player free and then the other player wasn't marking the guy scored the header so that was 10 minutes from the end we were 2-1 down and then for the final 10 minutes we just laid siege to the goal it's chance after chance even though the keeper didn't have to make too many saves the lots of openings that we had and then Jordan Hibbett with about two or three minutes left cut inside on the left wing and smashed a swerving shot over the keeper in off the crossbar and then for about I'd say at least a good minute or two nobody knew if the goal had actually gone in or not and uh, the famous rabble chant of it's a goal, it's a goal, it's a goal rang out behind the goal and we were proved right, we were all right uh, the goal was given and then for the final two or three minutes we pushed for a winner but you know, before the game I think everyone would have taken a point at Hendon and before these two games against Enfield and Hendon you would have taken four points especially with the run Hendon have been on they haven't lost in 14 games now um, and after going 2-1 down with 10 minutes left it was definitely a, a point gained in the end and it's very much in our hands now isn't it yeah fourth place um, we've got a slight cushion now in the playoff spots that point has really helped us out and the game against Saturday now against Maidstone is huge you know they've already sold I think about 1300 home tickets Maidstone have been given another 200 tickets on top of their original 700 allocation so there could be around 2,500 people inside Champion L on Saturday for a game that could go a long way to deciding who wins the league and also whether or not Dulwich make the playoffs Ben I was looking at the photos from the Hendon game and I noticed there were some quite nice t-shirts on display as well there were some very nice t-shirts I'm not sure if they've been taking advantage of the uh, the offer but we do have an offer going at the moment if you head over to forwarddahamlet.spreadshirt.co.uk and enter the code 15 off when you're checking out you'll get 15% off your whole order that's until Tuesday at midnight so if you're listening to this episode before midnight on Tuesday which is today you'll be able to get 15% off with the code 15 off so go and check it out yeah 15 off and speaking of shirts we've been doing an appeal recently that you may have noticed on Twitter and on the website and also on Urban 75 trying to raise money for the sponsorship of the Dulwich Hamlet kit next season that's the aim isn't it yeah yeah it's £300 buys you a quarter page advert in a match day programme at Dulwich and that also guarantees you one ticket to a sponsorship prize draw for next season the big jackpot is home shirt sponsorship for the entire season there's also other packages like away shirt sponsorship polo shirt sponsorship uh, tracksuit sponsorship and then a couple of boards around the pitch there's also some gym memberships and some slightly smaller prizes but the big one is home shirt sponsorship and if you've looked on our Twitter over the last couple of weeks you'll see that we've actually changed our profile picture to uh, a shirt with Ford the Hamlet emblazoned across the front of it which is hopefully whetting people's appetite certainly whetting mine I would love to see that on the kit next season and we should be clear you know it's not it's not self-promotion I don't feel 
we can do much to get our, our name out there any more than it already is. But this is just about giving something back to Dulwich fans who've had to put up with estate agents and the like on, on home kits for the last few seasons. And I just think it'd be, it'd be something we could all get behind. Yeah, and since we launched the appeal on the Saturday of the Enfield game, the immediate response to it has been absolutely amazing. I've got a list of people who've already got involved here, so I'm going to quickly rattle them off and just say thank you to them all. We have Pompey Dunk, we have Andy Thomas, Steve McCarthy, we have Mel, Miss Melly Mel on Twitter, Clog Silk, who's Craig Griffiths, Craig, Claire Griffiths, sorry Claire. Thank you for your donation. Not Craig David either. No, not not Craig David. We have Al Crane. Thank you to you. Michael Wag. Much appreciated. Number eight was on here. Hashtag Michael's watching. Who we think that there's a Dulwich Hamlet fan by the name of Michael Shaw who might well be on Twitter but doesn't have an account. So that hashtag Michael's watching is a collection of all of our attempts at trying to engage him on Twitter. So Michael Shaw, thank you very much. Number nine is Tony Room. Then we have Rob Partington, Keith Blakeman, James Crashley, Gavin Hubrich. Number 14 was Peter Gearing. Number 15, slightly confusingly, was Edgar Kale on Twitter, anyway. <laughs> From Beyond the Grave, brilliant. Yeah, it's awesome. he's also known as Sean Dooley. Cheers, Sean. Number 16 is Dulwich's own Dulwich Raider. Thank you, kind sir. Number 17 is South London's finest barbershop, Pudsey the Barber, Barry Road Barbers. Number 18 is Hugo Greenhouse. Uh, no idea. Next. Yeah. Number 19 is Jeff Townsend. Then we have Owen Proctor Jackson. Thank you. Duncan Palmer is number 21. He donated in the midst of a terrible bout of man flu as well. So thank you very much to him for Respect. getting the strength to do that. Number 22 is Gary Panton. 23 is Prem Gadvi. 24 is Lizzie Pritchard. 25 is Chris Smith. 26 is the most luxurious of fans, the luxury fan, William McGee, who we spoke to in a previous episode. My man. Number 27 is Dulwich Hammer. I found out who you are on Saturday at Hendon, and I didn't get the chance to meet you, so I'm going to grab you at the Maystone game and thank you in person. Thank you very much. Number 28 is Mishy Marath. Cheers, Mishy. Number 29 is Peter Campbell. And around number 30 is Dulwich Hamlet Supporters Trust board member Fiona Skerlock. So thank you to all who've donated already. Your donations have absolutely blown us away. It's actually been pretty humbling and we can't believe the generosity of everyone who's already donated. If you haven't donated yet, please do get involved. We're doing well, but we always need that extra push over the line. There's only a couple of weeks left now and tickets are being bought up all the time uh, Claudia Dukes the sponsorship manager told us that there was only about 20 or 25 tickets left and that was a week ago so there's probably only a handful left maybe you know, 10 or 15 left so please if you haven't donated already do get involved every little helps that's all we've got time for this week thanks for listening don't forget to get involved with us online our twitter is at Ford Hamlet facebook is Ford the Hamlet and our website is fordthehamlet.com where you can find all past episodes our worldwide supporters gallery and also more information on that sponsorship appeal for the hamlet is part of the holdfast network visit holdfastnetwork.com for more quality podcasts 
every night of all the teams went out and played like swaggering dandies as the Hamlet do. An absolute humdinger from about 25 yards. Get in. Swaggering dandies. An absolute humdinger. Swaggering dandies. An absolute humdinger. 